Today we get to finish our series called Uncommon Courage. And today I want to drive home in your hearts as we finish this series. I want to drive home in your heart that no matter what you have done in your past, you can move courageously beyond your past and you can experience real change in your life. And some of you might be sitting there as I make that statement to say, but pastor, you don't know what I have done in my past. You don't know how it comes back to haunt me day by day and try to defeat me. But I want to say to you this morning, you can move beyond your past. You can step out with new courage in the name of Jesus this morning. And you can find real change come into your life. And beyond that, you can then begin to bring real change into other people's lives. I want to talk with you about experiencing not only real change in your life, but about bringing real change into other people's lives this morning. So this morning, we're going to hear how Jesus brought some real change into a life, the life of a raging man. And if he can bring change into this man's life, he can bring change into your life and my life. And all of God's people said... Amen. Let's pick up this story in Mark chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. They arrived at the other side of the lake in the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from the cemetery to meet him. This man lived among the burial caves and could no longer be restrained, even with a chain. Whenever he was put into chains and shackles, as he often was, he snapped the chains from his wrists and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night he wandered among the burial caves and in the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to meet him, and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the spirit, come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus demanded, what is your name? And he replied, my name is Legion, because there are many of us inside this man. Then the evil spirits begged him again and again not to send them to some distant place. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into those pigs, the spirits begged. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs. And the entire herd of 2,000 pigs plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. He was sitting there, fully clothed and perfectly sane. And they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what had happened told the others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs. And the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged them to go with him. But Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you 
and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the ten towns of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. Listen close. The same Jesus who set this man free can and will set you free. No matter what your temptations are, no matter what sinful things you continue to fall to, no matter what your past has been like and it comes back to haunt you, the same Jesus who helped this man move beyond his past can and will set you free. And all of God's people said, Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this awesome account. This true account of how you looked at a man in such great need. And out of your great compassion and your divine power, you set him free. Lord, we thank you that you can do the same for us. We praise you in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. I'm going to keep asking you to say amen until you wake up this morning, okay? <laughs> all right. Jesus had just stepped on shore in this land of the Gerasene people. It was a land that was ruled by the devil and his demons. It was a land where the people completely worshipped the God of fertility. It was a land where the people practiced sexual immorality to please the God of fertility. It was a land where the people offered human sacrifices to the God of fertility. So this was a land that was full of the darkness that the devil brings into the lives of all who follow him. It was a land full of miserable people due to the choices that they had made in their past, due to the darkness that they had bought into and followed all of their lives. It was a land full of miserable people due to their messed up past. So listen close and fill in the blank. Everybody has a past. I've got a past. You've got a past. But Jesus cares about people who are miserable. Amen? Oh, come on. Help me out. Amen? Jesus cares about you. He cares about your past. He cares about people who are miserable because of the choices in their past. And so as Jesus stepped on shore, he met this miserable man. He met a man possessed by demons. Now, demons, you need to know, are unclean spirits who can get a foothold in the life of an unbeliever, not believers, but an unbeliever who cultivates sinful practices. Now, we are not told how the demons entered this man, how they took control of him, but most likely it was the result of him continually practicing sinful things. And so now he was miserable. His condition was now terrible. He lived in tombs where dead bodies were left to rot. He had no clothes. He had now because of his deep misery, stripped himself naked. His body was stained with blood due to the deepness in his soul, the misery deep in his soul. He was now cutting himself 
with sharp stones, just trying to get some kind of relief from his misery. So here we have a man living among rotting dead bodies, naked, bloody, stained, cutting himself, hair caked with dirt, eyes that darted like lightning. This man was not in his right mind. He was wild, uncontrollable, frantic. He was miserable. And I want to say this to you this morning. That's what the practice of sin does to a person. We might think that sin is fun for a season. And if sin wasn't fun, we wouldn't do it. Amen? We're tempted and it seems fun for a season. But you continue to practice sin and you are going to lose. You continue to follow the ways of the devil and the darkness and you are going to lose. And you're going to become miserable. It makes a person into a miserable soul. It makes us into what less than what God created us to be. If this man was running loose in your Belinda, he would have been captured and confined, locked up. But listen, Jesus cares about people that Satan is trying to destroy. Jesus cares about you. He cares about me. He cares about anyone that Satan is trying to destroy. And the Bible says this, Satan's goal is to steal and kill and destroy. John 10.10, look it up. That's his goal for your life. His goal is to steal the word of God from your heart, to steal not only the word of God from your heart, but to kill the faith that you have in God in your heart, and then to destroy your body. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy everything about you. And that is exactly what he's doing to this man. The demons that Satan had sent into his life were now wrecking his life. The demons had caused this man to now lose everything. He lost his sanity. He lost his decency. He's running around naked. He'd lost his self-control. He was screaming and shrieking through the streets at night, frightening people. He had lost his family. He had lost his friends. And he'd lost his home. He was now living in the tombs. So listen close. Never underestimate the destructive power of Satan and sin. Amen? You're getting better. Never underestimate the destructive power of Satan and sin. Jesus cares about people he's trying to destroy. Now, the Bible says Satan is like a roaring lion. He's seeking someone to devour. 1 Peter 5, 8. You need to under understand that your name and my name is on his list. We've got a target on our back. Satan is seeking like a roaring lion, someone to devour, and your name is on his list. His goal was to destroy this man. The demons that were raging inside of him were destroying him. The demons of his past mistakes were making him miserable. But Jesus cares about people. He cares about you. He cares about me. People that Satan's trying to destroy. And next, write this down. Jesus cares about people that society is trying to detain. When society comes next to a man like that, it doesn't know what to do with a person like that. And so society says, well, we just need to capture this guy. We just need to, to 
detain this guy. Somehow put him in chains and, and confine him. But the Bible says, but no one could even do that. Look at verses 3 through 5 again. This man lived among the burial caves, could no longer be restrained, even with a chain. Whenever he was put into chains and shackles, as he often was, he just snapped the chains from his wrist, smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Not only was this guy a miserable man, but now he was a menace. He was given supernatural power by the demons to break his chains. He was now screaming day and night and cutting himself with stones. So here we've got this this naked, bloody, super strong, screaming man beyond control. Running the streets. And can you imagine at nighttime the children? I I can picture boys and girls hearing the screams of this man in the middle of the night, running to their fathers and saying, Daddy, is he going to get us? Daddy, can, can he get into our house? And you can picture father saying, no, no, honey, he, he, he can't get into our house. But the father's knowing that this man can no longer be confined or restrained, knowing that this man is super strong. That he could smash shackles, wondering as he lays there with his children in his arms, what if he does break into my house? What will he do to my family? When Jesus stepped on shore in the land of the Gerasenes, this miserable man ran straight toward Jesus, probably screaming all the way. The disciples were there and they had just faced a raging storm at sea, but now they're facing a raging man on shore. And as he ran towards Jesus, can you imagine where the disciples went? I'd line up behind Jesus, wouldn't you? (laughs) I imagine they all lined up just behind Jesus. But look at what this man did. Something that nobody expected. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to meet him, bowed low before him with a shrieky scream. Why are you torturing, interfering with me, Jesus, son of the most high God. In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the spirit, come out of the man, you evil spirit. The truth is this. Demons know who Jesus is. Amen. They know who God is. And so he says, God, don't interfere with this is my land, God. This is where I live. No resistance here. Why are you interfering with me? Demons know who Jesus is. Demons know that they've got to bow low before him and submit and surrender to him. Demons know that Jesus has the power to cast them into the pit of hell. And so then Jesus says, what's your name? And out of this miserable man's body came this voice of a demon saying, Legion, for we are many. Many demons. Then Legion begged to not be sent from that land. They liked it there. No resistance there. Satan had control there. No churches there. No word of God being preached there. Then Legion saw this herd of pigs and said, If you're going to send us, be, you know, let us be sent into these pigs. Then Jesus, who had already ordered them to come out, gave them permission. 
And as they entered the pigs, the herd of 2,000 pigs now filled with demons. Guess what happened to them? They now became miserable. And they stampeded into the lake and drowned. The truth is this. Jesus can deliver anyone from anything at any time. Anyone from anything at any old time. Jesus gave the Gerasenes a lesson they never forget. As they heard about this report, they came running to see if it was true. Especially those who owned the pigs. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you? <laughs> my, my herd of 2,000 pigs. And when they arrived, they found their potential source of income gone. Floating. So being more interested in their income than in the man who had been set free, they begged Jesus, leave. You've ruined my economy. You're killing the economy in this land. And Jesus was willing to leave, but he also had something else up his sleeve. He was willing to leave, but not without leaving a witness in that land. He had a plan for this sin-inhabited land. Look at verse 18. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, no, go to your family. Tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the ten towns of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. When Jesus stepped on shore in this land of the Gerasenes, he met a miserable man. But Jesus cares for people who are miserable. Maybe you're here this morning and you're miserable. You love Jesus, but there's still something in your life you haven't been able to, to get through or get over or get past. And Jesus can set you free. Everybody has a past. But Jesus cares. And he also causes people to become usable. He cares about people that are miserable, but then he takes those same people and he causes them to become usable. Usable. This miserable man had been under the power of the devil, but Jesus demonstrated that he had power over the devil. And by the power of Jesus, this miserable man became a usable man. And that's because Jesus can cause people to really change. And all of God's people said, Amen. Our society will tell us you can't change. You are who you are and you can't change. But Jesus can change anyone from anything at any time. Jesus has the power to bring change. When the people came to see the man possessed by the demons, they saw that the crazy man was now a composed man. They saw that the naked man was now a clothed man. They saw that the out-of-his-mind man was now a coherent man. And that was because the same God who had just gotten out of the boat and calmed the storm, the storm on the lake calmed the storm in this man's heart. Jesus causes people to really change. And write this down. And Jesus causes people to challenge others to change. You know, any man or woman who has experienced the delivering power of Jesus, anybody who has been set free by Jesus, wants to do one thing. They want to follow him. And this man was no different. 
As Jesus stepped off the shore and back into the boat, so did this demon-possessed man, formerly possessed by demons. He, 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 he begged to go with the one who just set him free. But Jesus challenged him to stay and challenged others to change. Now, can you imagine how hard that must have been for this man? Jesus, you want me to stay? You want me to go challenge other people to change by the power of your name? But Jesus, do you know how people look at me? And can you imagine what it must have been like when this man walked back through his hometown? Can you imagine the children playing in the street and somebody runs yelling, Run! Here comes that man! And suddenly streets empty. Doors slam shut. Windows are bolted. Because they're used to this man being a crazy man. But then maybe, just maybe a little boy says, Mommy, it looks like Daddy. Mommy, he's got clothes on. Mommy, his hair is combed. And imagine he cautious, this little boy cautiously stepping outside the house, but then suddenly he bolts and he runs to his daddy and he leaps into his arms and he says, Daddy, you're different. You used to run into the house. You used to shove mommy to the floor. You used to scream and throw things and, and hurt us. But daddy, you're different. And imagine then others walking out and saying, what happened to you? You're not the same man. You've got a smile on your face. You're in your right mind. What happened to you? And then imagine this newly delivered man beginning to speak. And he says something like this. You all know that I was a wild man. But a few days ago, I met a powerful man. And his name is Jesus. And he set me free. He's delivered me. And I'm here to tell you that he can set anyone free from anything at any time. Folks, the man who was miserable became usable. Usable to the cause of Christ in those ten cities in the area. And evidently he did such a good job that when Jesus returned to that land, that sin-inhabited land, he was welcomed by the people. Not begged to leave, but asked to stay. What a turnaround. Listen, Jesus cares for people who are miserable. And he causes people to become usable. This morning, maybe you are one of those people that 75, 80%, you're living for Jesus, but there's still something in your past that you've not yet surrendered to Jesus. You've not yet submitted to Him and His Lordship. And maybe at times it makes you miserable and it's keeping you from really being usable for God. If that is true, this same Jesus who set this man free can set you free. The same Jesus who changed him can change you. You need to know that if you are a Christian, that you cannot be possessed by demons. But you can be in bondage to a sinful habit. 
And every time Satan tempts you, you fall right back into a sinful habit. A habit that, that grieves God. A habit that keeps you from growing closer to God. You know that the Bible says that your sin cuts you off from God. And maybe you've tried and tried to get free. You tried to change, but every time you failed. And if that's true, it's because you've probably tried to do it by yourself. And you haven't run to Jesus and bowed low before him and surrendered to him and allowed him to set you free. I'm telling you where Jesus is, devils can't be. Amen? When you let Jesus fully step onto the shore of your life, Satan can't be there. Where God is, he can't be. He can set you free from any past sin, any past habit, from anything at any time. So today, if you are struggling with some sinful habit, why not run to Jesus? Why not let him set you free? And I could stand up here and name all the sinful habits, but I don't need to. You know what God is talking to you about. You know what God has been convicting your heart about. So if you want to stop being a, a miserable man or woman over this past issue, Run to Him. Kneel before Him. Confess to Him. And imagine Him setting you free. Because when Jesus, who is God, sets you free, you are free, what? Indeed. You are free indeed. You can take a courageous step this morning. You can have uncommon courage this morning. And you can step and say, God, I want to move beyond my past. Right here and right now. Would you bow your head? If you'd like to take that courageous step. I'm not going to ask you to get up. As we sometimes do and come forward to the altar. But just imagine right where you are. That you're kneeling before Jesus. And you're asking him. To set you free from something in your past. And to do that, I ask you to pray this prayer in your heart as I pray it. Just pray it silently and sincerely in your heart. Pray, dear Lord Jesus, you alone have the power to set me free. I confess that I've been struggling with the habit of, and just name it. I'm sorry for my sinful actions. I'm sorry that I have grieved you. So I ask today that you forgive me. That you cleanse me. That you really change me. And set me free. This morning I choose to move beyond my past. I choose to pursue you in the future. I trust in your power to set me free. 
This morning I renounce my old ways and by faith announce that I will live in a new way by your power, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we come to you. We bow before you, God. And we trust in your power to really change us and set us free. And we thank you for what you have just done. Who you set free is free indeed. We praise you in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen.